there was, I think, six fire trucks, wow. three yep. ambulances, uh, and a bunch of police cars. So that's how uh, the morning of February 7th started, for sure. Yeah. Welcome to the Threefold Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the podcast where you'll not only learn how you can achieve massive success in multifamily real estate investing, but also how you can simultaneously pursue great relationships with your family and a better walk with God. You can achieve financial freedom through real estate investing without sacrificing the relationships that mean the most to you. Now, here's your host, Lee Yoder. Welcome back, three full listeners. I hope you're having a great week. We've got a fun episode today. My business partner, Kevin Waymeyer, is joining me today because we want to talk about a fire that we had at one of our properties um, and the months and months of work that we've been doing to bring that property back. And uh, we've just learned a lot. This is our first fire. Uh, I think most people would say if you invest in rental property long enough, but certainly I think if you invest in apartments long enough, because you have so many people living in each one that you're going to experience a fire. So Kevin and I can now join the club that has experienced a fire. And uh, we don't want to just uh, kind of bring you that experience and the lessons we've learned in case you uh, encounter that yourselves with the rental property, then, then maybe you'll be a little better off uh, because we, we told you all the lessons that we learned. So, but first of all, Kev, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today. How's your summer treating you, man? Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Excited uh, to be back on. It's always a pleasure. Summer's been great, man. We've had had a lot, a lot going on, uh, summer camps and yeah. traveling and, and things of that nature. So uh, things have been uh, pretty good. Yeah. we. I just got back from a camping trip with my family. I know you yeah. and uh, your son did some camping. So we've been out uh, camping, enjoying God's beautiful creation. And then I, I yeah. know you guys took a trip. Um, up to Wisconsin and, and we were down to Florida. So yeah, we, we I mean, definitely been a, a good uh, summer with the family so far. Well, hey, let's jump in. So uh, take us back Kev, to um, February 7th. So on February 7th, you know, we get a call again that um, we had never received a call like this before, uh, but uh, a lot of apartment investors have because it's, it's kind of inevitable. Uh, but on February 7th, just tell me about the, the call that you received and then um, kind of how that day unfolded. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ironically enough, uh, my son was home uh, with us. He didn't have school that day. So uh, he was working with me. Uh, got a call around 10 o'clock in the morning from our property management company saying, hey, I'm on the way to the apartment. Uh, wanted to let you know uh, there had been a fire. You know, when I get there, you know, I'll give you a call, let you know what the status is. As I'm talking to him, he's pulling up to the apartment complex and he goes, Actually, yep, you're going to need to get up here. Uh, I don't even need to go in. There is, I think, six fire trucks, wow. three yep. ambulances, uh, and a bunch of police cars. So that's how uh, the morning of February 7th started, for sure. Yeah. So pretty quickly, like, no, this is legit. Um, oh, yeah. This is more than just, hey, somebody had a fire, so it got reported, but it was put out right away. It was like, no, this was... This is more than that. Okay. So you headed up there. What's the scene like? What, what are you driving into or what are you walking into? Yeah. Um, and, and kind of how did that unfold? It's kind of uh, like a little clip of a movie scene. I mean, you're, you're going up there and it was actually hard for me to actually get into the property or to the property They had all these roads blocked off. Uh, we actually, my son and I, I just told him, you know, jump in the car, buckle up. We're, you're going to see some uh, interesting stuff at uh, the age of seven years old. So uh, we walked up, uh, you know, we got there, we had to park about a block away, walk up, 
Uh, and as we were walking up, you could see all the fire trucks, police, um, everybody helping out. Uh, you could see the hose from the fire truck going through the front door. Um, the fire was on the first floor in one of our corridors by you know, the main entrance. Everybody, a lot of the residents were sitting there. Property management was there. Some of their techs were there. Um, we were very lucky. One of the techs was actually uh, doing a maintenance call. Uh, noticed the fire, the smell. So he was the one that was banging on all the doors, you know, getting the residents out. Yep. Clear out um, the building. Right. Yeah. So um, as things kind of quickly unfolded, American Red Cross, they were actually uh, there. They showed up and and they played a huge, a big role uh, mm-hmm. on the day as well. Obviously, when you have a fire, the residents uh, power was shut down in certain corridors of, of the uh, the complex. Uh, obviously five, five of the units were severely actually several of them. I think it was 12 actually that were affected by power or something. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, Hey, they need a place to go. They need a place to live. So, uh, American Red Cross set them up with hotels, gave them a small stipend for, you know, food, clothing, things like that, because they weren't allowed back into their apartments until it was cleared by the fire marshal. Uh, so they played a major role. Uh, super helpful, uh, helpful for us, uh, helpful for our residents uh, to get them situated and comfortable uh, quickly. Man, what what a wild day! I mean, I'm just remembering it yeah. and, and hearing about it. I mean, you were the one that were uh, that was on site, uh, and I guess I'll just say, you know, this is a 47 unit apartment building, kind of unique. Uh, some people might own, you know, uh, it's it's pretty common to have a 48 unit apartment building. Seems like there's a lot of 48 units, but they're typically four 12 unit buildings. This yep. is 47 units in one building. So when you have a fire, that's a big negative. <laughs> the more units you have yeah. on one roof, the more people yep. are affected. I mean, yeah, every, you know, all 47 residents, you need to get them all out. So everybody's, you know, affected that way. Now that's small, but then, yeah, because power is affected to the building and certain parts of it, you're just, you're more likely to have more residents affected. So we had 12 that, that lost yep. power and 12 that we're going to have to get out, um, and yeah, this is, you know, this is in Kettering, a nice submarket of, of Dayton. It's a 47 unit that we've, that we've now owned for about a year um, at the time. We don't, you know, more like six months, but um, yeah, the fire department there, I mean, did, did a great job putting it out. You know, one thing that you don't necessarily think about is like, okay, you've got a fire, so there's going to be fire damage, but then when the fire department comes out and puts it, puts it out, you're going to have flood damage. Right? Yeah. Like that, That's what they do is they flood the building. Luckily, like you mentioned, Kevin, this was on the first floor. So concrete underneath the, the carpet and stuff so that was a huge blessing versus second yeah. or third floor i mean you're gonna flood everything underneath right oh, I mean, so much water damage so we were really fortunate there really neat how american red cross jumped into action and like that yeah. that's what they're there for and so yeah they really helped out the residents um yeah so let, let's talk about i mean that, that's kind of how the day unfolded i mean obviously our you mentioned our property management company they were out there very involved uh, they're, they're, you know they're they're the face of the property they're the ones that that the residents know so um it was it's so important to have them out there kind of controlling what's going on with the residents, answering questions. Hey, yep. here's what it's going to look like, things like that. But what we started to realize, Kev, is this, you know, it's not going back to normal in a day. Um, we're, we're not getting any of these 12 residents, uh, yeah. these 12 units. So it's more than 12 people, but 12 units full of people. They're not yep. getting back in this week. So it was no. kind of like one step at a time, like, okay, how are we going to handle this first week? And um, so tell us a little bit about that. What, what, what did the first week look like as far as the residents? And then maybe kind of starting to jump into, Time to call our insurance broker. You know, we're yeah. going to be making a claim here, obviously. 
Yep. Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, once you have all the information, you're going to get reports from the fire marshal, um, you know, uh, the power supply company, property management. You know, there's, you know, there's a lot that happens in that first week. But most importantly, you know, get a hold of We got a hold of our insurance broker, um, which is Gallagher, uh, our contacts here in Cincinnati. Uh, they were great to work with, obviously, them brokering it out um, to another insurance company. So got a hold of them. Uh, the first week was really getting the adjuster out. Um, so the adjuster came out, you know, inspected a lot of the damage that was happening. Uh, we weren't allowed to touch really any of the damage. Right. Because they needed yep. Photographs and documentation. And, you know, they needed to verify that this wasn't done on purpose, that this was accidental. Um, obviously this was purely accidental. One of the residents was just cooking with cooking oil. Uh, it ended up overflowing and starting the fire. That's how the fire started. You know, so the adjuster comes out, they're looking, uh, they're verifying everything that that's happening. They're looking, they're talking with the residents, you know, verifying all the information that you're telling them is correct. Just to give you an idea, uh, it's five, five apartments, uh, units were completely smoked out, burnt out. I mean, we ripped it down to the studs. I mean, ceilings, walls. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, there concrete floor. I mean, we totally gutted an entire corridor, which was uh, two two bed, one and a half bath, and three one bed one bath. You know, I first started calling different like companies that, hey, you know, you do fire restoration, you do the cleanup. You know, our property management company came across uh, Greater Dayton Construction, uh, which is uh, locally in Dayton now, Beaver Creek. And uh, they came in and they said, nope, you, we're the one-stop shop. We'll clean it. We'll paint it. We'll put it back together. We'll do it all from, you know, soup to nuts. And uh, to be honest with you, they were our saving grace. They came out. They were able to tell us exactly what we needed to do, how to talk to the insurance company, what information we needed. They were able to supply a lot of the information. So week one was really like, okay, hey, let's develop a game plan and who we're using. And, and then let's go ahead, set that plan in place and then work through the insurance company after that. So that's that's pretty much week one. It's pretty hectic. You're talking to a lot of residents. Right. They're asking when they can get back into their room. You're getting, you know, you got to take a little bit uh, on yourself. So you're calling, you know, electricians and stuff like that. Hey, how do we get the power on? you know, is this part of the power damaged enough, you know, um, or is it okay in your professional opinion? Then we had to get the city of Kettering out. They had to verify what the electrician said, basically seven people or seven units that were, were vacant. So that would make it five. We were able to get five back in pretty quickly. Uh, but seven yeah. of the units took a long, long time. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. so talking with them and working with them. So. Right, right, man. What a, yeah, what a hectic week that was. And, and you started to kind of explain it a little bit, Kevin, I think it would be a little bit helpful. Like I said, this was 47 units under one building, um, yeah. under one roof in one building and it, it's three stories. So this happened on the first story and there's basically four sections um, on each floor. So this was in one section. And one thing we found out is like just how important fire doors are. So there's a fire door oh, yeah. in, in each section. So this hallway you know, there's a fire door on each end. One was closed. One wasn't luckily the one that was closed was the one that, that was right beside this unit. So yeah. on the other side of this fire door, you could not tell at all that there was a fire as far as the paint yeah. now smell and things like that. Sure. But that door, I mean, that worked. And the resident, as you were mentioning, you know, she just had a little stove, little grease fire in her stove. 
end up throwing a blanket on it and got the fire going and, and, and just, it took off and it scorched her unit and they, they got out. I mean, that's, that's, you know, the, the, obviously the best part of the story, everybody was fine. Right. She had yeah. a little splatter and stuff like that, but she was perfectly fine. Those residents got out. Everybody else got out, but she didn't shut her door and, and the unit doors were also uh, fire doors. And so yeah. if she just shut her door, it literally would have just been one unit. Um, I mean, maybe yeah. we would have had to do some cleanup because of smoke and stuff like that, but I mean, truly it would have been like one unit, but she ran out, left the door up, which you can understand, but that was important, but it was such a whirlwind that week. And, and you hit on a couple of things. One was just, just how many residents it affected red cross. They, they were able to put all those 12 units up for a week. And that's kind of what they're there to do is say, hey, we can, yeah. we can kind of do the immediate, we can do one week. So we knew we had that for one week. Then we started going, okay. Cause you and I, Kevin, I mean, we were so far off. We had no idea. I, I'm like, Kevin, are we looking at like three or two or three weeks before people get back in or we look yeah. at four or five it's it's more like six months uh just, just you know, it was i yeah. remember our insurance was like hey do you think this claim is going to be over a hundred thousand and we were like yeah probably. probably like but we we thought maybe somewhere in there and then i remember you being like lee i think it's gonna be more like two 250 i mean we're between what six and seven hundred thousand dollars so uh yeah just, well we we're we were just just shy of about five hundred thousand dollars in damages. Okay, so the quotes came in higher than that, but yeah, then then they kind of negotiated and stuff. We landed okay, five, but yep. still, I mean, five times more than we were expecting, and, and and five times longer than we were expecting. So that's one lesson: just buckle yeah. up, settle in. It, it's going to be a long process, but that first week was crazy. Um, we we got the residents taken care of, but after that first week, it's like okay, we. Uh, you know, maybe we kind of, we had the insurance adjuster out again, like you were mentioned, it's so important to let them lead. I remember that was one thing I kept saying was like, Kevin, don't do anything until the insurance tells us to do it. Cause I just had this fear that we do something and then the insurance would say, you guys messed up. You shouldn't have done that. I mean, you were kind of explaining, it's almost like don't contaminate the crime scene. Like you, right. you couldn't do anything, especially to that kitchen right. where yeah. the fire happened. We couldn't do anything to that. So it's so frustrating because as, as apartment owners, the number one thing on our mind was how quickly can we get people back into their living space, their home, right? right? How quickly can we get them? I mean, one, get their stuff to them, but two, get them back in. And yeah. so I remember in that first week, just being like, okay, how quick, like two weeks, three weeks. And then it was just like, yeah, it's not happening that getting people back into their home. It's just not really a, a realistic option. So coming to the end of that first week, we were kind of starting to figure out who we were going to work with. So we'll yep. get in a little bit more, but then also with the residents, Kevin, it was like, they're not coming back anytime soon. Those seven, like you said, we had 12 out right. for a week, got five yep. back in because they were on different floors, stuff like that. Got the electric turned back on, but we knew there's seven that are not going back anytime soon. Those five in that section. And then two right above where the fire happened because it knocked out yep. their electric and it was not coming back on anytime soon. So talk a little bit about like, then what do you do? What, what, how are those seven covered and, and how did we take care of those seven people? Those yeah, seven this people? Is, uh, some of the most important things that we've learned through this journey is uh, what about good insurance, right? So here me and Leah, we're freaking out. We're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, what's going to happen? Um, one of the big things is, is, you know, you, you're stressed about, you know, you have a group of investors, you just had a fire, what are you going to explain to them? You have no idea what's going on. You're trying to figure all this out on the fly uh, with the, the help that you have. Um, but having good insurance from the resident side and from our side, from, you know, the, the owner side, uh, is super key. So we were able to um, talk with our insurance company and then we get something that's called lost revenue. 
Uh, so lost revenue is paying for what that resident was paying that was living in that building monthly until you can rehab this. The reason why I say that this is so important is because then that takes a lot of pressure off of, you know, Lee, Lee and I to really get these people back in, you know, you're, you're stressed about making, you know, money and things of that nature. So it allowed us to give our residents more options. So we really said you have the option to, you know, get your, your, your deposit back yep. we'll at the contract. No, no fees, no nothing. You can go get February's you know, rent back as well. Obviously. Yeah. February's rent, yep. yeah, February February rent back. back. You know, we wanted to really make sure that they had some options. The second option was um, we could relocate you inside uh, you know, another one of our buildings. So we're we even within that building in the Alpine. We oh, had, yeah. We had yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. yep. That was one. Um, and then the third one was go stay with a uh, family, friend, whatever, uh, until the rehab was done. Basically, one relocated inside the building, one still staying with family and friends. Waiting for their uh, unit to be ready. Waiting again. for their unit to be nope. done. And then everybody else, um, while we relocated, relocated two of them sorry one within the building one with uh outside of the building in another building that we own yeah yeah correct yep so we did everything that we did you know and and for us i mean the the lady that started the fire um you want to be so mad at them and be like you gave us this big headache but you got to remember that you know hey it it was an accident things happened So that was a big thing for us. And they lost a lot. I mean, they lost all. She the lost everything. everything. Yeah, uh, everything. Yeah. So we, lost. yeah, you were really good with her, Kev. I mean, on helping her, and and I know she felt like really well, honestly loved and and taken care of because, um, yeah, yeah, I just you had so many conversations with her, and we got, yeah, we got her set up with, in another building. Um, yep. You know, a, a nice unit, uh, nicer than than what she came from. Um, a yep. little bit smaller, a little, little bit less payment, things like that. So uh, really felt good about how we were able to take care of her. So that, that's kind of the nice yeah. thing about owning other apartments. But even within our property management company, you know, if, if it wasn't one of our units, our property management company manages, you know, 12 to 1400 in the area so they could move them to other units and, and yep. just make that as simple as possible. Because like you're hitting on there, we, we realized pretty quick that our insurance is not going to cover our residents. It, it's going to cover us for the lost revenue. So that helps us and our investors be covered, yep. but it does nothing for the residents. So we found out pretty quick how important it is for our residents to have insurance because it stinks to go to them and say, look, we can give you your deposit back. We can kind of give you a, a jump on getting another, um, getting your life restarted, but yeah. we cannot pay for all your, your, we can't pay to put you up in a hotel. We can't pay for any lost items that you have because right. that's, that's why you're supposed to have renter's insurance. That's what renter's insurance is. So yeah. our insurance doesn't double cover our residents. That's, yeah. that's on them to do. So we saw how important that was. Um, let's jump into Kev then. So we kind of went through those three um, options yeah. that we gave our residents and, and got all them set up. That, that was good. That was, you know, a, again, a, a big stressor for us in that first week or two and getting everybody to kind of where we felt like, okay, we got a good outcome for everybody. Everybody's got a home. They're good. Yeah. Um, now we can dig into this. So we kind of jumped in. Uh, you, you mentioned greater data construction, getting that a little bit about like bringing them out and, and just kind of jumping through like what, what the process has been like working with them and, and getting each step of the process done as we've worked, uh, you know, restore the building from the fire. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been a big learning process and greater Dayton um, has been coaching me through the process, which has been 
I mean, one of the biggest aspects of, of, of hiring them was to educate us, let us know, let us know how you talk to the adjuster, your insurance company, what to say, what you should stay away from saying, you know, things of that nature. And, they, and they've been great in, in coaching, coaching us through that, especially me. Um, they came out and just said, hey, this is how we're going to extract uh, the smoke smell, all the debris, all this kind of stuff. This is how we're going to go ahead and do it. Um, you know, so they had a plan, they had all the contacts, the contractors and everything. So, you know, Hey, we're going to do in two steps. Hey, you know, it's going to be 200,000 for cleanup paint, you know, getting it back, you know? So basically they're like, we're going to close off this corridor because as you explained, like it had two doors. So we just shut both of the doors, you know, acted like nothing happened, cleaned up the rest of the buildings, carpets, paint, um, you know, got the smell out, everything. And then we just closed out that corridor and let nobody come in. So, you know, we could operate um, as operators, like nothing had happened. Yeah. So, as much of the building as possible could operate right. normally. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So they, they came in, uh, they cleaned everything up was the first step. The, the second step was then going through and I'll tell you the construction process was, was, was painful. Um, you know, you got to go in, you got to get your drawings, not, nothing yeah. came with drawing. So that was two, two, three weeks to get the drawings. Then it's submitted uh-huh. to the city. Yeah. They had to do it. They resubmitted back, resubmit, submit, submit, submit. And that happened, geez, a number of times. And then they start the actual construction. Everything's approved. Okay. Well now it's approved. Let's go to the insurance. Okay. They got to approve it. Approve, re. You know, it, it's a lot of back and forth. And, and that's what a majority of the time is. It's not for sure. Hey, they, can, they put it all together in about a month and a half, but it's it, it's prepping, getting the city involved, insurance involved, everybody involved. Um, so if you don't hire somebody that knows how to do that, it's going to take way I mean, longer. Way yes. longer. I mean, you know, everybody tells us that you know, Hey, we're going lightning fast. This yep. is the fastest anything's done. I mean, the greater Dayton said, Hey, I had somebody, I mean, this was like a month ago, Lee, that they were like, Hey, we had a fire on new year's Eve. It, it hasn't started yet. And yep. he's like, whatever you guys are doing, keep doing it. And I can contribute that to getting to know the adjuster personally and professionally, because, you know, they know, like, and trust me, so that helps, you know, move things along. They're not double and triple checking all of your things. Same with greater date and construction, right? So if you give them clean, concise, like details of what you want, hey, they can move fast, you know, very quickly. The painter gets in there. They know what paint, you know, we store all this information so we, re- we can regurgitate it. And if we didn't have all this information, it would have taken a lot longer. Our, our, our second learning lesson is just work, work with professionals, work with people that know what's going on. It just takes yeah. me back Kev. like even thinking about property management. Um, I always tell people like it, it's so overwhelming to buy your first apartment building. What really helps is to find a property management company that is really good because for them, it's no big deal. I remember yeah. like when I bought a 16 unit, I talk about it all the time. And then for you and I, when we were buying, you know, our 45 unit, our first syndication, it's like, for us, it is such a big deal. And that's yep. fine. If you're out there and you think like, it's going to be, it's such a high mountain. I get it. But when you team up with a property management company and they're the ones that are actually going to manage the property. And for them, a 16 unit, a 45 unit, heck a 200 unit, no big deal. Yeah. And you just feel like it's so, it just takes off so much pressure, so much stress. You're like, okay, this is a big deal for us, but it's not for our partner. And it's our partner that's really doing the work. 
it was the same thing working with a company. This is what they do. Like, this yeah. is such a big deal for us. For them, it wasn't. They're like, yeah, yeah. you know, yep. Talk with your adjuster. Once you get everything through him. So yeah, they saw, okay, Kevin's put all the legwork in here. He's gotten the adjuster out. He's done these steps. Yep. We're good to start. Yeah. Great, great point there. Um, yeah. and, and, and you kind of mentioned just all the approvals, all the inspections. I mean, that's what takes time. I don't think we said, Kevin, you know, that we're recording this on uh, July 28th. So end of July. So gosh, we're coming up on, is that six March, April, May, June, July, August. Yeah literally coming up on six months. Uh, we've been told from the beginning, mid August, and it's looking like we're actually yeah. going to be on track. And, yeah. and, uh, yeah, it, it's really a testament to you, Kev, um, how hard you've pushed because you've been the one that's owned this process. And again, we've talked to people that had fires before we did, and they still haven't started because maybe it's their relationship with their insurance company. Maybe it's the, you know, failing to go out and get a, a partner, um, that really knows how to handle fire restoration. But, um, we've really pushed and, um, Gosh, six months seems like forever, uh, but it, it it's really fast in insurance world and, and fire uh, restoration world, and we're getting there toward the end. Go, going through all that, I mean, we we can't, you mentioned we had to clean the building, we had to paint the entire building. We were actually going to replace the flooring, the carpet in the entire building. So, um, and then we're going to get those new units. And kind of the neat thing for us and for our residents and for our investors is because we've gone through this massive headache uh, in this fire restoration process. We're going to come out ahead with, with a really nice looking building with, with a building that's got, yep. you know, new flooring throughout. It, it was actually just painted. So having the whole building painted, painted really did nothing for us. <laughs> we literally just painted the entire building. But of the five units that are getting fully renovated, only one of them had been renovated. So we are getting four units renovated kind of for, for free. I mean, I, you know, it's it, massive headache and, and, and sure there's, there's a, a, a one deductible, but, but basically yeah. we're getting four units done for, for free. So man, what a crazy process. Uh, I would say, you know, feel free to reach out to, to Kevin and I, uh, you know, we, we'd be, we'd be happy to go into more detail if we can kind of help you get through your process, but Kev, uh, let's just leave the listeners with, um, three points. We've kind of mentioned a, a couple of them as we've gone, but what are, yeah. what are kind of the three biggest lessons that we've learned, uh, through this entire process? Absolutely. So I'd say the number one thing is, is get your insurance correct. I mean, if you do not have a good insurance broker, reach out to us. We have a great one. You have to build a good team around you. And if we yep. didn't have a good 100%. Team, we yeah. would have been up, you know, yeah, up. you find out real quick. Yeah. Hey, when, when disaster strikes that teammate, that, that part of your team, yeah. Um, they're super important. And maybe you wanted to kind of skimp on your insurance bill because it no. hurts your cash flow and it hurts do it. You know, the value of the property. Yeah, don't do it. And uh, yeah. number two, it kind of goes with good higher experience, yes. uh, greater date and construction. They're the pro in, in fire restoration and fire cleanup. Our insurance guy does insurance. Our property management does property management, you know, did all the calls for us. Oh, everybody needs to own their bucket and they have to have the experience in that bucket and yeah. be the true professional. And yep. if that's the case, you're looking really good. Um, and what would you say is the third and final lesson that we learned? Uh, yeah, you got to politely push. Um, and it was kind of uh, yep. uh, just what you were saying. It's like, hey, I got to get this from this person because this person needs this and they're not connecting. So I need to be the connector, you know, and, 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 and bring it through the process. Uh, you know, the adjuster, right? You're, you're gently pushing because the adjuster, you know, it, it goes deeper, right? So you're, you have your broker, your insurance company. Well, then your insurance company 
hires another company to go out and be the adjuster and trying to figure all that out. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, you were in small claims. Now you're in large loss. I forgot about that. Yep. It's like, you're, you're moving through all this kind of stuff. And, and these insurance companies, like most people, they're understaffed, overworked, you know, you have to use extreme caution uh, on how you communicate and how you gently kind of push things through the process. And you got to kind of see what kind of work you can do to make their life easier. Like if they send you a report and it's filled out a certain way, guess what? The report I'm sending it to them is going to be a duplicate of that. So that way they don't have to do any work. So yeah, it's more hours, more work, but it saves us weeks and months to get stuff approved and done. So you're you're finding all these little things and you need to listen to the adjuster, understand what they're saying, find a solution to it, bring in your right aspects of the team and be that middleman and then get all that information and make their life easier. Now it's like I send them an email and it's like approved. You know, you have to politely be aggressive and pushing and um, and and listen and understand to what's happening, so that way you can be that piece to bring it all together to push it forward. And uh, yeah, oh that, yeah, that, that was key. I think a perfect example, Kev. I remember one time we were talking, and like I, I forget if it was our if it was the adjuster or somebody else at the insurance company. I think it was somebody else, but like you had already emailed them maybe multiple times, so they knew what we needed from them, but they weren't doing it, and everything was waiting on this. And I think you and I were talking, and I was like, dude, just, just call them or whatever. And, and so you called, they picked up the person that you, that you needed to have do something. And, but you were polite about, it. Hey, no, you're busy. Just wanted to call, just, you know, kind of wanted to see where you're at again, knowing like this person knows what we need. They already have multiple emails from us. <laughs> and I remember them saying like, you know what, while I got you on the phone, let me go ahead and just do it right now. Yeah. And it's like, it got done that day only because number one, you called, even though, we had already emailed. It was like, that's pushing. But at the same time, you were polite. That could have went on for weeks, but it got done that day because you politely pushed. So another great one. So kind of working with professionals, um, you know, uh, starts with insurance. You, you got to have good insurance because when the day comes, you're going to regret it if you don't. You've got to have, and, and, and beyond just having a, a good insurance uh, policy, it really helps to have a good insurance broker that can, again, help you lead, help lead you through the process, can be that team member for you when the time comes. And then when you go get that company, I think it makes so much more sense to go get a company that is an expert in that area and is going to manage the whole process. That's going to be your, your all-star, your quarterback uh, for this part of it. That's going to be a huge team member for you and be the quarterback through this process. Um, and then the whole time, you, your job is to politely push. Just keep shoving paperwork from one to the other, making sure people will have what they need. Like you've said multiple times, Kevin, also just making sure you can be somebody that they can trust. Hey, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make your lives as easy as possible so that, you know, you, I make it easier for you to move us along, but also maybe make you want to move us along a little bit more because we're easy to work with you, enjoy working with us. So those are the lessons Um, we kind of mentioned too, you know, a lesson, it's just going to take a lot longer than you think. It's going to cost way more than you think. Um, And I mean, you know, we're we're still dealing with this, Um, but yeah, again, the cool thing is, uh, we were able to get our residents a good outcome. Uh, you know, thank God nobody was hurt. We were able to get everybody into a, a, a good home, a good yep. outcome for them. And now our building's going to be in a really good position. And, you know, to top it all off, we feel really confident that, um, you know, at the end of the day, our investors are going to do well because um, we got through this. We, we got a really good outcome from a, 
a negative thing like a fire. So, um, man, what a mess, what a headache, what a six months it's been, but man, because of the hard work, you know, if you're willing to push through problems and, 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 and find solutions, then you often get, uh, get paid off that you get, you get to make money. There's a return on that investment that we've made. So, um, yeah, yeah crazy, crazy experience. Thanks for, thanks for jumping on and, and going through that again, Kev. Um, and thanks yeah. for all the work you've done for, for, uh, us here at threefold and, and all of our investors that are involved in that project, because again, we're, oh, yeah. you know, we're, we're all going to do well, uh, because it, it's been, uh, it's going to be a good outcome. And, uh, yeah, for anybody that follows us, um, LinkedIn, Facebook, things like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have pictures up. Uh, we're excited to show people the, the end result of, of our fire restoration there at the Alpine. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Lee. Yeah, man. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review. And check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.